What's up and welcome back to another episode of The Honest Hour. I know I said that I wouldn't be releasing an episode this week, however, it just felt way too weird to not talk about things as I feel there's so much to talk about and just not nearly enough time. Thankfully, I have here one of my best friends who came over and said she'd do a podcast with me. I was really stressed with school, exams, just end of year anxiety. Thinking about getting a podcast out there was kind of on like the last of my important things to do, but I'm very grateful that my guest today took the time to come out and talk, give you guys some content to listen to for this week. I will allow my guest to introduce herself. I'm Jenna. Um, I'm in fourth year at Western with Alessia. We met in first year, we were on the same floor in res and been inseparable ever since. Yeah, Jenna's stuck around for some reason. We're still unsure of why Jenna's stuck around. But question it every single day. Every day, and I'm sure my parents question it, and they're like, what's Jenna doing? Why is she doing that to herself? But I am so grateful to have Jenna, obviously, and we, like Jenna said, we met in first year in the same rise and kind of just stuck together ever since then. Obviously, with that being said, it's been four years now, so Jenna has seen me through... Um, a lot (laughs) and um, so she definitely is someone that I find a great source of comfort in which I think is why she's such great guest to have on this podcast today and talk about our topic. So today's topic we are talking about relationships, relationship anxiety and kind of all things dating and the anxieties that come along with the wonderful world of dating. So, um, Jenna, maybe you want to give the audience a bit of, like, a brief dating history. Dating history? Yeah. Okay, well, I mean, I don't have very much experience in the number of dating partners that I've had. Um, I've had one boyfriend. We started dating in first year, at the beginning of first year, and I would say we officially ended things middle of last year, kind of, like, pre-pandemic. Um, but it was a relationship that definitely taught me a lot about myself and different anxieties about myself and taught me a lot about what I value in a person and just like a whole lot of things that I would love to share. Mm -hmm. I think that's the purpose of relationships. They teach you so much about yourself, whether it be good or bad. They teach you a lot about yourself. They teach you about what you're looking for in a person, what you are not looking for in a person, and so much more. But, yeah, I don't, I can't agree with the fact that um, I've only had one (laughs) boyfriend. Not unfortunately, I'm very grateful for the men in my life. However, I, I definitely have had my fair share of relationships. I was in a relationship in was probably like in grade seven, grade eight, and those are like elementary school boyfriends. I'm pretty sure I had a few girlfriends. Like those are those playful, those are when relationships were fun. Grade nine, I really learned that relationships are not fun. I went to camp and I like came home and I saw a photo of him and a girl. And I remember in that moment, I was like, I will never date a guy again. Like, they all just, like, play with your feelings. All the You stuff. all need to know that in the photo, it's not like they were kissing or anything. It was just a <laughs> photo of the boy and, and the girl. girl. 
Um, but that really and nothing happened. Yeah, <laughs> nothing happened. But it was just like seeing that really yeah. taught me. How dare he talk to a girl? Yeah, How it was like that you. early exposure <laughs> to that toxic jealousy kind of culture. But yeah. I so yeah, that was my first experience of kind of like a real boyfriend and a bit of a heartbreak. I mean, after that, I think I. I told him it was over and I'm an independent woman I don't need you in my life and he was probably like okay you're weird I mean we're still friends now which is nice I definitely do have a lot of resentment towards him for that so and if you're listening she expects a nice apology letter yeah so it's been it's been almost eight years but no I came to love men after that um, rather than hate them so much I found myself in a relationship um, at the end of grade 10 and this was my longest relationship it was at the end of grade 10 till the end of second year of university so a little more than four years uh this person was like i can easily say like he was my best friend he was we went to high school together so we knew each other very well we just had a very good relationship and i had ended it because i felt like i didn't know enough about myself at the time i felt like i was still coming to terms with who I was as a person and understanding who I was and I didn't think it was fair for me to be in a relationship with somebody and not even know who I was while being in that and Jenna and I are going to touch on that later. Um, after that relationship ended it was maybe a few months after where I found myself into another relationship. So it's easy to say that I am definitely a relationship person uh, for me, I found comfort in being with another person because that was just kind of like a comfort zone. I didn't have to worry about like the anxieties of what like other people thought because I like had a boyfriend, so that was all that really mattered, whatever. So I have definitely had my fair share of boyfriends and relationship experience. I am now a few months, I'd say like I'm a good seven months six months single and that's like the longest I've been single yeah, for a while a is a record I'm proud of myself but you know what I have honestly could easily say I've developed the most as a person mm -hmm. during this time without being in a relationship and I've really become more expressive in who I am and everything being on my own so I'm definitely grateful for what relationships have taught me but I am always grateful for the things I've gone out of it and how they've allowed me to shape who I am now. So enough of my rambling about all my boyfriends <laughs> and my grade nine boyfriend that broke my heart. So Jenna and I want to talk about dating and the relationship anxieties that come with it and kind of all things relationships. So what we did is we broke down relationships into what we thought would be the three main categories of a relationship. And then we're gonna be talking about the different aspects of those categories and how it may influence your mental health and then tips we kind of would take out of it from our experience going through those phases. So first phase is the obviously dating for the first time and letting someone in. So maybe Jenny yeah. you want to start in that. So this is kind of like the initial you're my boyfriend, yeah. you're my girlfriend phase. GSBF. <laughs> Put it in the bio. Official. Yeah, exactly. Lock emoji. Yeah. Oh, God. Um, okay, so I think that when you first start dating someone, you're obviously, you know, hanging out, going out for dinners, just very surface-level dates where you just 
want to kind of know the person, what their friends are like, their interests, their family, things like that. Um, but I think the hard part about the initial first dating is letting someone in and kind of opening up about yourself and your inner demons, let's call them. Mm-hmm. Um, I know something that I really struggled with was I had this fear of telling my partner at the time about my anxieties and mental health issues because it was like what if they judge me for that and they don't want to be with me anymore because I'm too much of a burden on their life and just kind of like the whole judgment part and fear of them leaving because they can't they just don't want that extra or they can't understand yeah exactly thing um yeah I agree dating for the first time is definitely terrifying and a big part of it is like you're you have that surface level you're getting to know what kind of board games do you play with your family (laughs) on a Friday night like kind of like those things oh like were you fat growing up like I know that's my usually my go-to like I was 10 pounds when I was born and they're like okay no one cares less (laughs) um anyway but getting to know or allowing someone to see you on a personal level is kind of the scariest part because it's the sense of like making yourself vulnerable to that person you're obviously getting to know them it's a new person um so being vulnerable with them can absolutely be terrifying um you're worried that they may know so much about you you may be scared to open up because they may know too much about you and you're scared about what they may do with that or you're scared that you may not open up enough and then that like doesn't allow you to really have like a connection with that person. I know for me, I am definitely an extrovert when it comes to a lot of things and especially when I am comfortable with somebody, I am definitely very vocal with my feelings. However, when I start dating somebody for the first time, I'm definitely more introverted when it comes to like talking about my anxiety and my struggles. And that's because like you had said, Jenna, I. I'm scared that my me talking about my anxieties and my struggles and my issues may scare the person away and then they'd be like, okay, you're too much, I can't handle it. And yeah, I'm definitely way too much for people to handle, but my anxiety shouldn't be the reason why. Yeah. But um, so yeah, that's definitely um, a big thing is just like being scared to, or I, I find that I struggle with like opening up to people with my anxieties also because I feel like they may not understand it. Like, it's obviously hard for somebody to understand if they don't struggle with it personally. So you may be scared to get comfortable with your partner and then start explaining how you feel about certain anxieties and then they just don't understand it and it causes issues. So I know that with getting into a relationship for the first time, some big things that people worry about about letting someone in is that they're worried that they may not understand they're worried that they may not they may leave them that they may not find comfort in their partner or that they may not feel comfortable talking about their partner but I think we had like a tip to kind of address that Mm -hmm. and we were kind of just saying that you need to accept your own demons and the issues that you face before opening up to a partner about them Um, it's a lot easier to help them understand and obviously you'd feel way more comfortable about it if you actually understand what you're talking about and are able to express yourself. Um, Also it's super important to remember that you may feel that you are the only one that has all these issues but there's a very good chance that your partner also 
has some sort of anxious feelings or any sort of mental health feelings. So it's important to remember that like they're also struggling, whether they want to talk about it or not. So just be open about it and be honest with each other and use each other as comfort. Mm -hmm. That was another tip that we had was just be open. Um, Remember that when going into a relationship, a lot of people have this like expectation that there's this prince charming boyfriend or princess girlfriend that is going to be all these perfect things and she's going to have nothing wrong or he's going to have nothing wrong with him and that he's going to do all these amazing things. And I think it's very important to kind of be like get rid of those expectations and just be completely open when going into a relationship to remember that every person has those has flaws and that not everyone is perfect that you may be struggling with things but your partner could also be struggling with things that could be similar and by talking with each other you guys could find comfort in those things um also remember there's no such thing as a perfect boyfriend or a perfect girlfriend I have learned that the hard way, as much as I would love to get roses showered on me every day and like waking up to singing birds and my hair brushed all nicely because my boyfriend did that for me, I've learned that that's not realistic and that... Um, life is not a movie. Life basically. is not a movie. And the relationships you see in movies and stuff, yes, we all dream of having this like perfect boyfriend. and. Yes, everyone should definitely set out to be a amazing boyfriend and girlfriend, but I think how you be an amazing boyfriend and girlfriend is not on that level of presence and whatever. It's more of the emotional level and having a connection. So if you really do want that perfect boyfriend or whatever, open up, feel comfortable, be open. And honestly, just be vulnerable with them and find comfort in them. So I think that, at the end of the day, will give you that perfect boyfriend rather than finding your movie star boyfriend or whatever it may be. And also, if you open up and things really go south and they decide that, whatever, for their own reasons... Kick them to the curb. Kick them to the... Okay, yeah, one. <laughs> kick them to the curb. But also, take that as, like, a learning experience and... Yeah. Even if, you know, the relation, you didn't get a good relationship out of it, like, take that as a learning experience to learn about yourself and learn that, like, he was not the one for you, but there definitely are people out there that will benefit your mental health, and even though you might have to go through a few heartbreaks to find the person, they are out there, so just keep going, you know? Yeah, and I can say from personal experience, I wasn't, like, my boyfriend in grade 10, who was, like, my first long boyfriend... I didn't really like start talking to him about my anxiety until like later on in our relationship and that was because I personally didn't understand my anxiety at the time so I wasn't able to like talk to him about it and at first yeah honestly he had a tough time understanding it we were both in like grade 11 so we didn't really like know much about it and he had a tough time understanding it at first however he was very willing to learn with me about it and be comfortable, like allow me to find comfort in him and to understand with me as I understand it. So like Jenna had said, if you do open up about your feelings and he is just like, you know what, this is too much for our relationship, then clearly that person is not good for you, was not meant to be in your life and is not worth your time because it is way, way, way better to have a person who actually 
is able to understand your struggles rather than creating a fight over what you're struggling with. So definitely um, try talking to your partner about it. And if it doesn't work out, there's always a curb you could kick them to. (laughs) All jokes aside, find a partner that you find comfort in and that you are able to open up with because I think that's huge. Someone that benefits your mental health. Mm -hmm. Someone that brings you up more than they bring you down. Yeah. All those motivational things. So the next phase is during a relationship. So with this, we kind of wanted to talk about balancing a relationship with like schoolwork and friends and like maintaining your friendships as well as like important things to look for and partners, prioritizing yourself and so on. So Jenna, maybe you want to kind of start with something? Um, so my previous relationship was long distance, I guess mm-hmm. you could say. Um, we didn't go to the same school. So I often found a lot of stress around trying to balance like always being on my phone so that I could answer my messages and like be that good girlfriend that like could be there for them because obviously I wanted to do that but then I also felt like I was falling behind in my studies because I was so attached to my phone and like waiting for that next notification and that was just like a huge stress academically mm-hmm. I also felt that I was like dating my phone when I would be with my friends and I wasn't present in the moment Mm -hmm. which caused a lot of stress and just kind of yeah anxious feelings about fear of missing out in his life and what he was messaging me about but then also fear of missing out with my friends because I was so focused Mm -hmm. on my phone if that makes sense for sure I can definitely relate to that like obviously you know my most recent boyfriend was like long distance and he was away like he was like living somewhere else and then I was obviously at school and I definitely agree with what you said you felt like you were like dating your phone at times so I often found it hard to balance going out and talking to that person I definitely found I agree with the fact that like I found difficulties in balancing being on my phone and being present in my boyfriend's life or my ex-boyfriend's life and then being present in my like current friends and everything even in my relationship in first year and second year which was my really long-term relationship I personally didn't really in first year reach out to many people because I definitely felt comfort in my boyfriend. We went to the same university. We went to the same high school. You kind of already had your social bubble. We had our social bubble. He had his guy friends who were also my guy friends from high school. My girlfriends were his girlfriends from high school. So I kind of already had my social bubble. So in honestly, in first year, besides Jenna and like some of the other girls who I only met because they were on my floor, I really didn't reach out to many other people because I found all my comfort in my boyfriend. And I found comfort in that and I just wanted to, obviously I was scared to make him jealous by meeting new people. I was scared to be jealous about him meeting new people. So in a way we kind of just stuck to our close group, which I feel like limited me a lot because I, I didn't get that chance to really meet new people and a lot of me regrets that like looking back in fourth year now I wish I had met like a lot more people in first year I wish I had put myself out there not stuck in my comfort zone I feel like that kind of ties into like like you just said prioritizing yourself is so important because mm-hmm. putting all of your effort into a boy's feeling or your partner's feelings 
is rewarding in the moment because you think you're being such a good girlfriend. Yeah. But it takes such a mental toll on you because it's like you're working on two people when like you're not even focusing at all on yourself. Relationships are great. Like they really are and you as we've mentioned like learn a lot about yourself mm-hmm. through them, but they are stressful because we especially right now because there's so much going on in our yeah. lives that when you can't balance like it's very stressful and it does take a toll on you mentally so I think it's just super important that you and your partner find have a mutual trust with each other so that you can be independent and get your own shit done and like do your own things but then better each other and encourage each other in everything you do and then come together to be like a better pair Mm -hmm. if that makes sense and trust is definitely a big thing in relationships and like you had said you need that sense of trust in order like a built sense of trust in order to be a better pair um and i think with people with anxiety that that's like a really hard thing to come around to is trusting people for me i personally am a very anxious thinker so i definitely go into a relationship thinking about all the worst things that could happen so like i my boyfriend isn't Although I, I, I'm not very a, I wouldn't say to my boyfriend, oh, you're, you're not doing this, you're not doing this, you're not doing this, but rather it's like so in my head that I'm like, oh, they haven't talked to me for a while, maybe they're doing this, 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 and this, this, and this. And that's like just my anxious brain setting up every negative possible situation that could have happened. And meanwhile, my boyfriend could be like in the shower. Like, so I think with people with anxiety, it's hard to kind of find that sense of trust as well as to maybe like shut your anxious brain off for a bit and say um and say okay I am like maybe I'm overthinking this or maybe I am not or maybe I'm like being a little like dramatic on some things or whatever I know like for me it's hard to like shut that anxious Mm -hmm. brain off speaking from the other person's point of view so in this case like the boy's point of view I think that if you are dating someone who has openly told you about like how anxious they are and things like that as annoying as as it is like we kind of just need the reassurance Mm -hmm. and just send that little text that's like hey I'm probably not going to answer for the next hour I'm just studying or something it's such like an easy thing but it's so calming to someone who has all these anxious Mm -hmm. thoughts it's just reassuring and like it's so simple to do yeah, and I think if you have anxiety or you do struggle with your mental health, it is definitely most important to find somebody that values your your feelings and values your mental health and your struggles and everything. Like Jenna had said, if you find somebody that does value that, they will know that little things may trigger you or may make you more anxious than you need to be. So. They, they'll send that extra text or they'll let you know. And I think that also comes with people and boys, if you're listening to this, or girls, if you're listening to this, or whoever it may be, no matter if the person struggles with anxiety or if they don't, or if you have no idea if they do or if they don't, I think sending that text to kind of give that relief of comfort, being like, hey, I'm not going to be on my phone for like the next couple hours or whatever, definitely gives people like a little weight off their shoulders so like I guess that kind of goes like with respect and honesty you respect the person by respecting their feelings by respecting that they may be like insecure about some things so being a little careful about those insecure things and I'm not saying that 
being in a relationship, you should walk into that relationship, tell them all your problems, and then they should accept it from there and baby you, because that's not what you want. I just think that it's most important to find somebody that respects and honors your values, where you also respect and honor their values, because with that comes with like a lot of like understanding, they'll be able to understand your struggles and be there for you. Um, so with respect and honesty, there's also how to deal with a feeling of being lied to, or if you have been lied to, or you feel like you're being lied to. Being lied to is pretty shitty, yeah. I, like whether it's in a relationship or life in general, friends, family, whatever, like it's really hard to gain trust from someone, like gain trust back once you've been lied to. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that if you are an anxious person, it's just a thousand times harder because yeah. it's like constant thoughts of like they're doing like it's happening again whatever things like that and you just kind of lose such a sense of trust that you the relationship can never really mm-hmm. go back to how it was so I think that like it's so important to just be super honest with your partner um it relieves so much stress and it's just like lies are really not necessary like if you have to lie about it you shouldn't be doing it mm-hmm. like there's really no yeah. other way to say it like you really shouldn't be doing it if you can't be straight up with your partner about it and like when if you are the person telling a lie like it may be like nothing to you you think it's such the smallest thing like the smallest thing who cares about it but to that person that you were lying to like it takes such a mental toll on them like you have no idea that even just like lying about what you ate for dinner last night like why that they take that in and they're like well if you lie about something as small as that like who knows what else Mm -hmm. you lied about and it's like a whole cycle of like anxious feelings that just never stop and if you feel sometimes that you are lying in order to protect that person's feelings maybe you lied because you were scared that that person would have been more upset or you lied because you were scared of like what the outcome would be I could promise you from experience I like from experience being lied to and like honestly even being brutally honest I've lied, like, yeah. oh, we've, all I, lied. I, we've all lied, like, I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and be like, hey, I've never lied to me, we really, really, really. no, I've, I've lied. That would be a lie. That would be a lie, but I've, I've lied, and even, like, like, to my parents and stuff, and, like, one thing I've learned, and my, I mean, this is, like, something, like, my mom has always said to me, and she's like, honesty is the best policy, and I'm like, yes, you're right, it is. Our moms must have gone to the same <laughs> <mom's> school. <laughs> Honesty is totally the best policy, but it it is truly because if you think that it may hurt them, it's only going to hurt them more the fact that you lied to them, and it's only going to create more trust issues, build more relationship anxiety. So be completely transparent. Even if you think it's going to hurt them, you telling them now is going to feel way better than them finding out later. Yeah, and if you feel like you're being lied to, I also think it's important to... You should feel comfortable in addressing that to your partner and being like, hey, I don't think you're being so truthful on this. Mm -hmm. And if you feel like you can't talk to your partner about what you feel like they're not being truthful on or about issues, then I also think that that's maybe not a relationship worth like hurting your mental health over because if you can't find comfort in like calling them out on things, then how are you going to find comfort in something like even bigger? Yeah. Another thing is, um, would be important things to look for in partners. So I think we kind of like talked about this already. Yeah, I think we touched upon it, but 
in summary, like someone who seriously calms your brain mm-hmm. is so important. Well, to me, um, like someone who just seriously betters your mental health and lets you explore yourself independently and is like there for comfort, mm-hmm. um, similar values to you. Yeah. Uh, what do you think? I agree. I think definitely somebody who is a who can comfort you. Mm-hmm. So someone that you can find comfort in, but also someone that can find comfort in you. Yeah. I think being with somebody that finds comfort in you is very rewarding. So finding someone that you find comfort in and finds comfort in you. I also think somebody that has the same values as you and believes in the same things as you is important. They may not believe and value all the exact same things, but they definitely, your views line up. And I think that's important, especially in times of where you may have like a misunderstanding. That could cause incredible amounts of anxiety. Another thing Jenna had said, which I think is very, very important, and I often struggled with a lot in my past relationships, is that being with somebody that makes you feel like you are independent. I mean, I kind of put that on myself in past relationships where I put my partner over my own priorities. I also found that, like, I never... I obviously like it has changed and everything, but I never really felt like I could be completely independent, um, be myself, be entirely Alessia in a relationship because I always felt like I had to like live up to the expectations of like the other Mm -hmm. person. So I think being with somebody that makes you feel as if you are independent, that you're not just like a label, that you're in a relationship someone that brings you up rather than brings you down for me i think it is definitely a very attractive factor in people when they are so proud of you Mm -hmm. i think that's huge for me i find a lot of comfort in that so yeah i think definitely finding someone that's proud of you no matter what that has that really just like loves you on like a personal level rather than like the idea of you well one thing that i've really learned is like looks don't make you ugly it's like your personality your personality that does um so i think it's super important to just like obviously not judge judge a book by its cover and like get to know someone beyond the surface level and really open up to mm-hmm. them and yeah. yeah and i think i've said this in almost every podcast by now but look at the personal level rather go internal rather than external never judge a book by its cover obviously and last we're going to be talking our final stage breaking up the heartbreak the heartbreak the one and only maybe you want to start on that sure um (laughs) i'll give a little history of my heartbreak stories um okay well I have gotten my heart broken, I would say. Um, I was in a relationship with this boy, and it was on and off, I would say, for the last good little chunk of it. Um, So our, like, first real breakup, I would call it, was, like, so mentally exhausting and draining. Like, it was a feeling that I just never want to experience again. And I just remember, like, sitting in my bed being, like, so feeling, like, the feeling of being paralyzed. Like, you, and it was just, like, we didn't go to the same school, so it was, like, over-the-phone breakup, which is just even worse. 
and it was like I was in my bed and I was just like crying and I just remember like not talking to any of my housemates being like no one come near me like I am a bomb that is going to go off like yeah. just like this horrible feeling of why am I not good enough like is there another girl that's better like what do I have that like he's not getting of me like what can I do to better myself and I almost like found myself like begging in a way mm -hmm. for like him not to leave which now that I look at it I'm like you're grateful he left I'm grateful that I learned a lot yeah. um yeah I just remember that feeling of just like so defeated mm -hmm. and so like feeling horrible about myself that I could not leave my room it was just like constant tears and like constant yeah feelings of like just worthlessness mm -hmm. and things like that and then one of my roommates came into my room Samira and she was like I don't care you can say no all you want but we are going to the grocery store she's like I need to go get food like yeah. we are going to the grocery store and you're coming like whatever and we went to the superstore and it was like the best hour <laughs> of my month I was like this is fantastic like whatever so I just it's really important that when you go through heartbreak one, it's super hard to not, like, put it on yourself, obviously. Like, you For are sure. going to blame yourself. It's going to happen. It's, like, a vicious cycle, but it's going to happen. Um, but it's super important to have people around you that are very comforting. Like, my parents came up a few days later when I was still in my sad girl yeah. moment. And we, like, went for breakfast, and then we went to the um, pet store, and my mom bought me a breakup fish. I remember a that. Fish. Yeah. Um, swim Shady. Yeah. And it's, like, such, like, a little thing. Like, she literally bought me a fish, but it was just, like, in the moment, it was so comforting. Mm -hmm. So it's so important that when you are going through that heartbreak and, like, that horrible, horrible feeling that you surround yourself with love and with people that want to support you and that, like, literally will just listen to you cry mm -hmm. and be upset and things like that. Um yeah, I don't know. It's really heartbreak is a weird thing and it sucks, but I honestly personally think that everyone needs to go through it. Yeah. Once oh, in their yeah. life, you need to go through that feeling and experience the like mental drain because it's like you honestly learn so it's much true. about yourself and you become more picky with what you get yourself into because you don't want to go through that feeling mm -hmm. again. Yeah, I can definitely definitely agree with that. I have not been broken up with, however... Rub it in my face. I know, I know. Teraz, I, I wish... Actually, you know what? I take that back. I have been broken up with because my grade 9 boyfriend <laughs> did what he did. And it ended after that. So I have been broken up with. But I have, in my two main relationships, I had ended the relationship both times. And that was because I felt like I didn't understand myself on an independent and personal level and rather I needed time to figure myself out before I was able to figure somebody else out. Um, but with that being said, I definitely felt the heartbreak going through a breakup. Not only, yes, I had chosen to end these relationships, however, I felt with the, I dealt with the anxieties of 
I'm such a terrible person, I'm breaking their heart, they're gonna hate me, what if they expose me for like everything I told them, um, what if they hate me forever, like all of these things I definitely felt when ending a relationship, but I felt like the relationship needed to end because it was what was best for me at the time. Um, but I definitely did feel that heartbreak. Like you had said, Jenna, I was paralyzed in my bed for like a week. I was crying. I was a disaster. My parents would like come upstairs and they were like, what is wrong? Like, had a lot of anxiety when my relationships had ended about the relationship ending in general. A million thoughts going through my head. And I think that just goes to show that we had like similar effects with breakups. Mm -hmm. You had been broken up with, I had been the one breaking up with the person, but the effects at the end of the day are still the same. And I think that just goes to show how much a relationship can teach you about yourself and how much it can teach you about the other person and what you look for in another person. Um, I definitely learned to, to be more careful on who I choose to date because I don't want to go through that heartbreak again. It hurts. It definitely rips apart my mental health. So basically what I'm trying to say is that whether you are being the one broken up with or you are breaking up with someone, there is definitely a lot of anxieties that come with things ending. Yeah, both roles definitely take a toll on your mental health. Mm -hmm. And I think that it's super important that no matter which role you find yourself in, that you surround your things, yourself with things that are going to benefit your mental mm -hmm. health, whether that be friends, family, it's important to, you know, keep eating and being on a regular food schedule, like working out, yeah, yeah. doing things you enjoy doing rather than just putting yourself in this paralyzed mm -hmm. mode where you that's all you think about and it's so much easier said than done we just admitted that we've both yeah not listened to those bed. tips but it's super important now that we've gone through it to like now I know that if that happens again there's way better ways to deal with it than how we have mm -hmm. dealt with it in the past yeah I agree I think um when things are ending Obviously, the end of anything is terrifying. You yeah. opened yourself up to this person, and now they're, it's like they're a stranger, is what it feels like, and that's really, really scary. My advice for that would be, like Jenna had said, I surrounded myself with family. My mom and dad were definitely very supportive with me like through my breakups um, and being there for me. I distracted myself by doing new activities, by being with friends starting crafts like kind of like little things to take my mind off it rather than losing myself in a dark hole of all these possible thoughts um but overall i think the most important thing is that when a relationship is ending we just i think it's really important to accept that things end and that it's okay that things end and if something ends it ended for a reason and if it comes back it comes back for a reason I always lived off that is that um, if you love something let it go and if it's meant to be it'll always mm -hmm. come back that kind of thing so even when I was ending relationships I kind of had that mindset I was like this is what you need to do for you right now and if it's meant to be it's meant to be you'll find each other later yeah. on I also think that just kind of in summary about past relationships like I can look back on that relationship and be like 
these were all the negative things that came out of it and these are all the things it did to worsen my mental health and make me anxious whatever but reality is there was a lot of good things that came out of that relationship and a lot of things that I've learned about myself that I am so grateful for and like if I wasn't in that relationship like I wouldn't have become close with his family who were so nice to me and his friends who I have made memories with that like I cherish so much and you know like it brought me closer to some of my friends and things like that so yes relationships are stressful and they can have negative aspects to them but you need to flip them and think about the positive things that came out of it and the things that you've learned about yourself and kind of run with that in your next relationship and use your own advice to better your mental health in your next relationship and just build a healthier relationship yeah kind of build off those experiences that they taught you and and I think that's an important thing about when things are ending we often are like end is doom and then you think about all the terrible things that happen Mm -hmm. um I think for Jenna and I we are both coming to understand that it's worth a lot more of our time to take those negatives and think about how they made us a better person how they'll make our future relationships stronger rather than just sitting there reminiscing on them so like Jenna had said Take those negatives in past relationships, turn them into positives, and turn them into ways that you can make yourself better, and you can make your future relationships better, or honestly, use it as a thing that you aren't looking for in the next person, or a thing that you are looking for in the next person, Yeah. whatever it may be. So overall, I think that's Jenna and I's little spiel on dating relationships and the anxieties associated with it. I feel like even just having this conversation has yeah. just let out. I'm not ready to get into a relationship <laughs> again. That's no, what really. I, I think I've come to the conclusion that. Jenna, any last minute tips? Trust your gut. Even if relationships don't go as planned, take it as a learning experience. Mm-hmm. Be open with your partner. Be honest with your partner. And honestly, just be there for them. And over and out. I would say be this, be who you are with that person, be authentic with yourself, never lose who you are, find somebody who allows you to be authentically and truly you, don't, don't be with somebody who you feel like you have to hide who you are, be with somebody who they can be who they are, you can be who you are and you're both genuinely you. Um, with that comes being completely open and honest um, and yeah definitely find um, somebody that you can open up with your struggles about that you feel comfortable in Um, I think that's all I have to say I've learned that I'm not ready to end a relationship anytime soon and (laughs) yeah and we need to work on ourselves and we need to love yourself before you can love anyone else everything happens for a reason and now we're just preaching. Bye. Merry Christmas.